The Father's Business was founded by Sylvia Gunter to encourage people to a deeper relationship with God. I'm Elizabeth Gunter Powell. And I am Kimberly Roddy. Welcome to the Father's Business Podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us. So Kimberly, you and I had been talking and planning on recording some reflections on Easter this week, and then uh, the events in Nashville happened, and we just both immediately said, we don't need to talk about Easter right now. The one thing that kind of was running through my heart last night and this morning is part of what is striking me about Easter this year is that everyone's so quick to go from Friday night to Sunday morning and not really sitting in all that was going on in the hearts and the minds of the people who loved Jesus and thought he was going to be there for them. That time between Friday evening and Sunday morning when they're just sitting around going, what just happened? And we just lost him and he was supposed to save us. And so in some ways, I think that is kind of the feeling that I feel about all all that we're hearing coming out of Nashville. It's hard to even wrap your mind around it, but there's just, we're sitting in that dark place between the crucifixion and the resurrection um, as the body of Christ, as we weep for those who weep. And so we're, we're just here to uh, give a space for all of us just to kind of talk about it, to pray for the people in Nashville and just cry out to God. You know, a lot of times we've, we've used this phrase and we've, and we've explained it, but this really is a time where all I know to say is the moon is around because mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, but I have to trust that God is in the middle of this somehow. For sure. There's so many things in life that don't make sense. And this is definitely one of them. These are the things that aren't supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, and it leaves us all with that sense and that feeling of it's not supposed to be this way. Um, yeah. Which takes me back to your first thought there of how so many must have been feeling on Good Friday, as we call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, as they lose Jesus. and but But things like this are, they're dark and they're painful and they're hard and they're um, senseless. And I'm sure that there are people that listen to this podcast that know people who have been directly affected by this. Um, Mm -hmm. I know people who have been directly affected by this. Mm -hmm. Um, There are no words and we're not pretending to have words today. Um, I think what you and I, Elizabeth, want to do is just offer encouragement and comfort and presence. And in the midst of these things, what I go to is God is Emmanuel. Yeah, He is God with us. And I often think of what the encouragement my friend gave me when I was when I lost my dad, which was uh, she prayed that I would know God camped out in my living room, yeah, and just sense the presence of Jesus because there's not much else. Um, and even in that, you wonder, will He protect us? <laughs> yeah. Will He comfort me? Will He be enough? Uh, so the tension in all of this is is very real. Yeah, it is real, and I think about a time. <laughs> A time when my mom was really grieving something. This is years ago. I, I was maybe in college when I said this to her, and but it's still true. But she was really grieving, and I I could not be there with her. And so she was headed over to sit with some of her friends. And I asked her, I was like, these aren't Romans 828 friends, are they? <laughs> and she's like, what? And I, was, I said, these aren't friends who, when you come in broken, are immediately going to tell you that God is going to work all this together for the good, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. So, um, and Romans 8.28 is true. And in the greater scheme of things, that might 
we, we will not might, there will be some good somewhere out of this, but that's not where we are right now. Um, mm-hmm. We could trust that God is good and kind, even though nothing that happened Monday looks good and kind, but we don't want to be the ones that are real quick to say, oh, just, you know, it's going to be okay because God works all things together for the good. Because there's real shocking loss and real pain in this. And so uh, we just want to be part of a great cloud of witnesses. I know there are people all over the world praying for people in Nashville and people who've been affected by this to just pray that the God of all comforts shows up and comforts those Mm -hmm. um, who have been greatly afflicted and are are really just even trying to wrap their minds around what's happened. So Elizabeth, I'm sure that there are some people listening who don't know what to pray Mm. when we don't know what to pray. How can we pray? Well, interesting, Kimberly, I just made the comment about where, you know, don't have your Romans 828 friends. And my answer to that is actually the two verses before uh, Romans 828, because in Romans 826 and 27, it says in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with, with the will of God. And I love that I don't have to know what to pray. And in times like this, if all I can get out is a groan, because my heart is so broken and my mind does not understand that the the Holy Spirit is interceding. I mean, what I prayed last night as I went to bed is, God, I don't know what to pray. I, I know that you're in this somehow, mm-hmm. but this is more than my mind can comprehend. And so would you just take the groans of my heart as intercession and then just sat in silence and just tried to say, I just want my heart to be in line with whatever you're praying, because you understand the full picture and, and we don't. Um, and so I think people are real quick to quote Romans 8, 28, that God works all things together for the good without backing up two verses and saying he understands our weakness. He understands that sometimes all we can do is groan and that he is interceding for us. And so I just, I, as I laid in bed last night, I could almost hear or feel that 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 sense of groaning that the spirit is doing over the entire city of Nashville. Mm-hmm. I think that our weeping with those who weep mm. has a direct correlation. Yeah. To that, just weeping with um, those who have lost, weeping with those who are scared, weeping with those who have been affected. We are not in Nashville, so we're we're distant. But when I hear the stories, I weep. Yeah, and and so I can weep from afar, and I can sometimes put words to those prayers, and other times I just weep, and yeah. and the Holy Spirit intercedes right through my weeping. For some of us, we sit closely with someone, presently with them, holding them weeping with them, grieving Mm. with them, and the Holy Spirit intercedes. Um, I don't don't want to lose sight of the importance of that, like that, like the Holy Spirit, who is part of the Trinity, Mm -hmm. God in spirit, he is interceding. His words are powerful on Mm -hmm. our behalf. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think that can bring comfort. If I I think about that when I'm weeping, he is interceding. I think that can bring comfort. My mom often calls that liquid intercession. Mm -hmm. that we weep 
you know, as Romans 12, 15 says, you rejoice with those who rejoice and you weep with those who weep. And that God, you know, hears all of us at the same time and, and knows all of our hearts at the same time. And so as we weep with those who weep, um, it is in a way intercession for those mm-hmm. who are in a darkness that they never could have imagined they would be in. Yeah. I mean, my, my, I, I just keep going to those parents who have lost a child at the age of nine. I like you didn't wake up Monday morning thinking this is the last day I'm going to have with my child. You had hopes and dreams and they were going to grow up and be married and have grandkids. And and this was no one is like, Oh yeah, yeah. I expected this to happen. Mm -hmm. So just the deep wailing that those mother and daddy hearts must be doing is, is Mm -hmm. just crushing. And um, I also think about Jesus when he went to go um, raise Lazarus from the dead. And I, I, I don't, fully understand and no one's ever been fully able to explain it. But, you know, the shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. And it's like Jesus knew what he was going to do. And yet he still wept. And I think he was weeping because of the ache of the people around him. I I mean, it doesn't really fully explain why Jesus was weeping. And and I've often questioned if you knew you were going to raise him from the dead, like 15, 20 minutes later. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But he stopped and was in the moment with the people he loved and he wept. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's such a great model for us. Uh, I had a, a friend recently tell me, you know, when, when someone is grieving, you just show up, you don't have yeah. to say anything, but you just show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kim, you were that for me. You flew down here um, after my dad died and you were just with me. And that was such a great comfort. You know, it wasn't about anything profound that was said or done, but you just showed up. Yesterday, um, a good friend of mine messaged another good friend of hers that lives in Nashville. She said, hey, I just wanted to check in on you, not realizing that she goes to this church Mm. um, where the school is. She knew she went to a similar church. So she checked in on her. Her friend messaged back and just said, thank you for checking in. Just she knows she goes to this church and she at that time when we were when she was messaging her, she didn't know the names of the children. She knew the names of the adults and she knew all of them. And she just um, she said, I heard all the sirens. Um, She lives nearby. And she just said to my friend, thank you for checking in. Um, That meant so much. And I think Mm -hmm. that is a picture of showing up and we can't, Mm -hmm. we can't always show up when, when my dad passed away, you were in Romania. Yeah. You were in another country. You couldn't leave, but you still showed up. And so (laughs) we have to figure out how to show up for people and how to be there and how to show up for all the people. Right. Yeah. (laughs) There are, there are layers to this that, that we don't need to dissect in this podcast because we don't have the experience to do that. But there are a lot of people that need us to show up. Yeah. And we got to figure out how to do that and how to do it well, especially when we call ourselves believers who are called to love as Christ loved. Um, And that's a high calling and it's complex. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, Kimberly, I I don't think we have a lot of wisdom, but I know what we can do is pray um, Mm -hmm. and maybe allow people to pray along with us as they listen to this. But you just think, as you said, there's layers. There's so many layers. But I mean, you start obviously with the families of those who lost someone, um, including you know the head pastor lo- losing his daughter. Uh, you know, how do you shepherd your church and 
and how do they shepherd their shepherd? And yeah. just a, a lot mm-hmm. going on there when um, people are looking to you for spiritual guidance and you've had probably the most devastating thing that's going to happen to you, happen to you. Um, mm-hmm. And then for all the other children that and teachers and parents that were in the school building and mm-hmm. they saw things, they heard things, there's trauma there. And then just for all parents and children, every time one of mm-hmm. these happen, it's that could have been my school, that could have been my child. And so there's mm-hmm. a lot of fear and there's a lot of trauma. It's affected the spirit, the soul and the body of, mm-hmm. of everyone involved. And so I just think we need to spend some time in prayer and allow people to agree with us as we're praying, um, as we pray for everyone who's been impacted. And for the the teachers and the administration. Yeah. Um, I mean, have so many friends that are teachers and administrators in schools, and it doesn't matter if it's a homeschool co-op or a Christian school or a private school or a public school. It it just doesn't matter. Yeah, um, it's 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 scary, and yeah. so just to be able to pray for our teachers and our administrators and and parents and families and educators um, in mm-hmm. the in the role that they're doing that in, um, and for our educational leaders, our ministry leaders all those places where those those things intersect um, and for the family of someone who would cause this tragedy yeah um, for that as well um, we know at one time that this that they were at this school um, right so there's just yeah I think we could pray there's so many different people we could pray for and so as we pray it's that we've talked about the the prayer of come Holy Spirit into their greatest need and give them a revelation of you, Jesus, give them comfort, give them yeah. like, that is the the bottom line prayer. And we have nothing else to pray. It's just come Lord Jesus come. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we, let, why don't, do we want to just spend a few minutes praying? Yeah. Let, let's, let's few, spend a few minutes in prayer and ask people to join us. And then at the end, there's a, a, a blessing um, for mm-hmm. the comfort for those who mourn that I would, I would like to, um, to bless all of us with. Um, especially those that have been so significantly impacted by all of this. Mm-hmm. Father, we just cry out to you as the God of all comfort and the Father of all mercies. And I'm asking for you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, just to wash over the hearts and minds of everyone who's been impacted by this with your love, with your peace, with your comfort. And God, there's no way to make sense of this. And so we just say, we trust you, God. We lean into you when we don't have our own understanding. And I ask that you would make it possible for us to fully be able to lean on you. Because right now, part of me doesn't doesn't understand. Part of me doesn't get why Monday even had to happen. And so in these moments, I just have to say, God, the moon is round, which is my declaration when I don't understand. So would you come, Jesus, to each of us? wherever we are in this, wherever we're hurting in this, and just give us a fresh revelation of who you are for us in this moment. And where there is fear, would you just speak peace, be still, and give us a supernatural ability to rest in you. Do we want to specifically lift up the family of Evelyn and Haley and William? We pray for their siblings and for their parents and their grandparents and their friends of these three little nine-year-old children. And Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Cynthia Peak and the family of Catherine Kuntz and the family of Mike Hill. 
We pray for their friends and their family, and we pray for the friends and the family of Audrey Hell. And Lord, we pray that you would come, Lord Jesus, into the deepest places of their spirit, soul, and body where they are hurting and they are questioning and where they don't understand. Lord, we pray that you bring peace and comfort, wisdom. And Jesus, we pray that you would heal their broken hearts, that you would bind up their wounds, that you would be near to them. We are heavy laden. We are burdened. We are troubled. We are confused. And you know all of that. And so, Jesus, I pray that you would be the all-sufficient one as you are, that you would love those who are deeply hurting, as Elizabeth prayed, that you would minister deeply to them. And for those of us that don't know how to pray, I pray that you would guide us to know how to pray, and that as we weep, that your Spirit would greatly intercede. And Father, I pray for truth. I pray for truth in what is reported. I also, but more importantly than that, This is a prime opportunity for the enemy to come in and start saying lies in the hearts and the minds of these people that are in deep despair. And so I pray for them to know the truth of who you are. I pray for you to speak truth into their hearts and minds about this entire situation and that no scheme of the enemy to cause further pain and discouragement and despair will be allowed. And we just ask for the Lord to rebuke any other assignments against these families who are already gone through such loss that it would not be twisted and used to hurt them in even deeper ways, but that you would put your shield of truth around their minds and their hearts and mount a garrison, as you talk about in Philippians, that you would give them the mind of Christ in all of this to know what is true and what is lovely about you, about the situation, about uh, people around them as well, so that they can have a way to process through without the enemy coming against them as well. We pray that also for those who are helping. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of counselors and therapists and ministers on the ground. And Lord, we pray that they would speak truth, that you would infuse them with your truth and with your comfort that they would have a wisdom beyond wisdom to know how to love and to offer help to every age that is affected. And Lord, I pray that, that you would guide people to the right people that you have for them during this season for this journey. Mm-hmm. Lord, I pray that you would um, protect Covenant School, that you would protect Covenant Presbyterian Church, as well as other schools and other churches. But Lord, specifically, We pray for protection over these organisms that you have ordained and created to exist. You love your church, and I pray that you would come, Lord, for your church and that you would heal her. Also pray for um, the other children that were in the building and parents and teachers and administrators, that truth would guard their minds Mm -hmm. instead of fear. Um, but that you would supernaturally give them the ability to know who you are for them, even the little ones who I don't know what they're even comprehending and understanding, but God, would your truth reign in their hearts and minds that they would be able to rest assured in you, that they would be able to sleep through the night without night terrors, that you would just surround them with your love and your comfort for both the children and their parents. So would you allow 
your supernatural peace that passes all understanding to so flood the hearts and minds of everyone involved in the situation that they would cling to you. And Jesus, would you give wisdom for those who are walking with people to know what to say, especially to these children, Mm. help us have the courage to talk to them, to not pacify them, but to have real conversations, to hear their fears, to hold their fears, to hold their anxiousness. I pray, Jesus, that you would calm the adults, the parents, Mm. the teachers, educators, the ministers. I pray that you would give them a supernatural ability to lean into you with their fears and their concerns, and then to just be present and calm when they're with the children, Mm. to model the safety that you offer as a good, good father, would be their good shepherd. Father, I just ask for you to call forth the spirits of everyone who's been impacted by this, and that you would gently turn their faces to look into you, to your countenance. Let your countenance shine upon them and give them peace. God, you know what to say. You, you, you have a love language for each one of us. The way you speak to me is not the way you speak to someone else. And, but you know the precise words to say to each of your children, your beloved children in this. So would you speak so loudly even if it's in a tender whisper, that they can hear you and trust and know that it is you, that you would give them the ability to lean in and hear that my my sheep know my voice. And so I pray again against anything that would stop them from hearing you to be pushed back and that they would hear the tender voice of their shepherd in their hearts and minds. And thank you, Jesus, that you are our living water. And I ask for you just to wash over the spirit, soul, and body of everyone involved in this, that you would wash away trauma, that you would wash over their wounds, that you would calm all the raging storms and just be so powerfully present as Easter is coming. And there will be a day of hope and resurrection in all of this. But right now, you know what it means. You know how it feels to be in great darkness. You experience separation from your own father. And so you know the feeling of this great, deep, dark place. And so I thank you that you can be with us in this place and speak words of life and hope and just maybe it's just hang on. <laughs> maybe that's all that we need to do right now is just hang on, baby. And just know that you're in the midst of this storm, too. So as we close this prayer time, I just want to bless everyone who's listening. Uh, from Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, which says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. So I want to bless everyone listening to this. Your heavenly father is faithful to comfort you 
in your grief. These days may not feel like his goodness or his faithfulness. Be blessed to trust that God is good and kind, even if it doesn't feel like it in this moment. Hear his gentle invitation to come to him and receive his love, his comfort, and his guidance. The indwelling Christ is anointed in your life to bring good news to you and to bind up your broken heart. God hears your prayers and your tears when there are no words. He counts them as liquid intercession, which is precious to him. Be blessed to know him as your father of compassion and God of all comfort, who comforts you in all your troubles. Receive the covering of his sweet presence and peace that passes all understanding. Be blessed with strength and courage as you face the days ahead. You are not alone. He is your mighty warrior who contends with those forces that are contending with you. May you be at peace with a still heart while you watch him fight for you. Be blessed in his covenant of love that can never be taken from you. He will never leave you. His promises can never be broken. He never loses sight of who he created you uniquely to be. He's asking you to bring your grief and pain as often as you need to him and receive his crown of beauty and oil of gladness. Allow him to heal all of your wounded places and in time restore you with his love. He is more than enough for your every need. So we say again, come, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit into our deepest needs and give us a fresh revelation of you. We pray all this in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you for listening to the Father's Business Podcast. Check us out at thefathersbusiness.com or follow us at thefathersbiz on Instagram and Facebook.